This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. We got two teams coming off the bye in this one. We got San Francisco going into Jacksonville, favored at minus three with an over-under of 46 and a half. The Jaguars have been undefeated against the spread on the road. At home, though, there are only two and two. So, and haven't necessarily looked particularly great at home either. Now, as a San Francisco fan, I will tell you, I was still a little bit hesitant to say I'm going to take San Fran to cover because... I need Trent I'll Williams. Take, I'll, take, I'll take it. No, no, no. Chris, let me just say why. I need Trent Williams back. And fantasy owners need Trent Williams back. You need Christian McCaffrey to be Christian McCaffrey. You need Ayuk and Debo, who's on his way back, and George Kittle to have a chance uh-huh. to give you the upside of what you need them to give you. That all stems from Trent Williams being out there on the field. Coming off the bye, he still has not practiced. Now, with him not practicing still, they're not having ruled him out. There's some talk that maybe he'll come back tomorrow, but it's not generally a good sign. And they never really told us officially exactly what the ankle issue is. Being the timing of it, it's definitely, definitely a high ankle sprain. And when you're a bigger man like that with Trent Williams, maybe you want to falling more on the six-week side of the timeline rather than the four-week side of the timeline. I just want to give that analysis because that is important when you're talking about Christian McCaffrey and everybody else and Brock Purdy, especially on this roster. Jacksonville is a good matchup here, but I am going to take San Fran to cover at minus three. I'm expecting, especially with the Chase Young trade, that they just come out a little bit juiced up for this one. Jacksonville has never been particularly a great team at home. So, Chris, we were going to say there. No, I definitely agree. I think the thing that helps, you know, Williams is definitely a key to this offense. I'm not going to get it twisted. But having Debo come back, you can now use Kittle, unfortunately for fantasy owners, back as the extra blocker (laughs) for that running attack, for the extra chip guy on the pass protection, which allows Burry to get the extra time that he needs so you can attack these Jacksonville receivers and Jacksonville corners. So I do think the matchup is the key to this game where the running back can get it out, you know, can attack it out of the backfield. Receivers can get open versus corners. That's the key for me in 49ers, but it's not going to be hard to slowly move the ball against Jacksonville. No, and I tend to agree with that. That that's, takes care of my George Kittle note, too, by the way. May take a target hit with Debo back and potentially still no Trent Williams. However, if you have George Kittle, you're still playing George Kittle as a tight end one. That just comes that just becomes part of the territory when you draft George Kittle. If you draft George Kittle, you know what you're getting yourself into. You're going to have weeks where it sucks, and it's going to have weeks where it's absolutely it's fantastic, and you're going to have nothing else in, in between. Yeah, you're just you're just not going to know. Um, it's the 49ers in general, Chris. You said Debo, you said Debo Samuel. I don't know if everybody heard you or not, but th- it's that's everybody in the San Francisco 49ers. Ayuk hasn't been the most consistent. He's been the most utilized, but he hasn't been the most consistent fantasy-wise. Debo hasn't. The only person that is is Christian McCaffrey. That's, that's the only person who is every single week. Uh, I do want to talk a little Trevor Lawrence here, Adam. I do have a QB 12. I'm still lower than the ECR. They got him a QB 9. But I think, not just for this game, I think the rest of the season... He's just a streaming quarterback based on matchup. The offense has a lot more firepower to be more than that. Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Kevin Ingram. Of course, the list goes on and on and on. Eventually, they'll get Zay Jones back at some point. We did see Trevor Lawrence, you know, step up in the second half of last season, but his first half wasn't this bad. He's QB 21 on a points per game basis. Do you think coming out of the bye 
And remember, San Fran, they got torched by Kirk Cousins. They got torched by Joe Burrow. That's supposed to be the caliber of quarterback Trevor Lawrence is meant to be. Do you think coming out of the bye, Trevor Lawrence starts to get this thing turned around? I, It's tough because I, I want to have faith in Trevor Lawrence, and I do think uh, that things are going to go better this second half of the season for him. Um, I, I think he looked worse in the first half of last season from a fantasy perspective. Obviously, this season's been um, worse, but ETN's been a lot uh, more involved, I would say, or at least better. Um, what worries me, though, is their offensive line has been atrocious, especially when it comes to pass blocking uh, and with the Chase Young trade. <laughs> Uh, Chase Young on one side, Bosa on the other. You got Chase Young on the bye week. That sounds terrifying for this Jaguars <laughs> offensive line. Fair point. Um, so I, I, I kind of am concerned for this particular matchup, but I do think that Trevor Lawrence um, he can rebound a little bit from where he's been. Um, I, I don't think he remain, remains a low-end QB2. I think he'll challenge for the high teens, whether he makes it to what you expected him to be this season. Uh, that much for me is still up in the air. Is he still a quarterback 12 in your mind right now? Because I, well, here's what I got him ahead of. I got him ahead of Russell Wilson, Will Levis, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs, Jordan Love, Deshaun Watson. Like Those are the guys I have him directly ahead of, which puts him at 12. So would you have him ahead yeah. of I, th- I think 12 is fine. Uh, I wouldn't go any higher. So what, what did you say ECR had? ECR has him at nine. So they have him inside the top 10. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a fringe 12. I think with the injuries, with the buys this week, he's a, um, a top 12 guy. But I don't know if that's an every week thing. But I think he's always going to be kind of in that matchup range that you were saying. I mean, basically what I have him directly ahead of him is Geno Smith playing Washington, Brock Purdy, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Sam Howell. That's what I have directly ahead of him. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, everything else is pretty much straightforward until we get to Christian Kirk because you're playing Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Number one. Number two is Travis Etienne, of course. Brandon Ayuk. I do still have him as a top 10 play, even with Debo Samuel back, who cracks my top 20 as well. Christian Kirk, I am way higher on than the ECR, actually. Uh, ECR's got him at wide receiver at 19. I got him as a wide receiver eight play this week week against the San Francisco 49ers who have allowed the six most fancy points to wide receivers. Now, maybe the defense gets better, especially up front, rattles the quarterback and they can't get as many passes off. That All of that is completely true. But the only tough matchup that any wide receiver has is Traverius Ward, who will most likely be matched up on Calvin Ridley most of the time. And unless the San Francisco 49ers in the bye change who the slot corner is, Isaiah Oliver cannot stay with Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is too Fast for him. He's too quick for him. And Kirk has been the main guy for this passing attack for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like Christian Kirk a lot this week. Chris, am I too high on him? I, I don't know if I have him as high as you do, but I definitely think Christian Kirk's a must start this week if you have him. I do love the matchup. You talked about the slot receiver versus 49ers defense is the key. You can definitely take advantage of that. We saw Deontay Johnson week one in Pittsburgh, and you'll be able to, before he got hurt, have a good game despite Pittsburgh's offense being terrible. So I think that, you know Adam's concerns about the pass rush is going to be warranted, but when it comes to Christian Kirk, it doesn't hurt him because he can easily still get the ball. Even if it's third and 18, he catches the ball for 10 yards. So I think you're going to see Christian Kirk definitely involved in this offense. I think he's got the more best matchup of all the receivers. I think – you know, a little reach from rich my blood, damn. But like I said, I definitely think it's a must start. Yep, that's pretty much what I'm, po- I'm pointing at at that point. And Calvin Ridley's not a must start for me. I got my wide receiver 34. 
Uh, you're going to see a good matchup on paper. Sure. ECR has got him at 26. So even there, he's still a high and wide receiver three for them. But for me, it's just been terrible for Calvin Ridley. It's been untrustworthy for Calvin Ridley. And even in a heavy bye week, I still find 33 other guys I'd rather play over Calvin Ridley right now with his production that he's had. I can't say the usage has been bad. The usage overall, those numbers have been fine, but they're not getting the ball. He's not getting separation, which was my whole fear for him coming into this season to begin with. So I'm not, I don't think he's a must start this week. Adam, are you going to play Calvin Ridley? Are you going to look for other options? I think I'd be in the looking for other options camp. Uh, I, I think this is definitely, uh, and it, there's been a lot of them this year, but I think this is certainly a Kirk week uh, where he's the one I feel a lot better about. Because um, again, I think this pass rush can get home quite a bit. I think that the time to throw will likely not be especially high. So for a guy that doesn't separate well, but needs to go downfield, I don't think it's going to happen for Ridley. Also having the hardest uh matchup in the secondary there's like nothing going well for him this week um so i'm not gonna bury him too deep but th this is not a week where i'm super excited about him there doesn't really seem like there's anything trending in his direction for him. yeah that's kind of how i feel too as reflected in the rankings uh evan ingram you still playing him as a top 10 tight end and george kittle we already talked about him any other notes for this game guys okay let's go to our next match